0: Hi, my name is Jen Derasp. Welcome to Zen Mama and the Addict.
1: Hey, you guys, I'm so excited about this conversation. I really have come to love this woman. And so I don't even want to talk, I want to get right into it. But I do want to let you know there's a special reveal that comes out in the midst of this. So pay attention. There's an opportunity in here that you need to know about. All right, let's get to the show. All right, you guys, I have been waiting to have this conversation for a little while now with this wonderful woman that I feel like I sort of serendipitously found my way to her little haven in Western Maine. And so I, yeah, I've been really super excited to tell this story of, um, how I got to meet Jen, and then just hear so much more about her, our guest today. And so about a year ago, it was about a year ago that I was just looking for a little time away. And I found this um, cute little tent by a river in, <laughs> in Western Maine. And it was actually through that tent r and I'm not sure if that's how you say that, or tent tree, I'm not sure how you say it. But um, so I went for a long weekend And when I drove in, I found myself at something other than what I expected, which was just a little haven um, that I came to really fall in love with called Nurture Through Nature. And so this was a tent, um, but there also was our yurts and cabins and just like 33 acres of bliss. Um, I'm getting a little.
0: (laughs) Uh Oh, that's okay.
1: It's, um, it's touched my heart a lot, um, to be there. And that just came right in, like my envisioning of walking into nurture through nature up the trails, cause you got to walk a little way to get to where you're going. And it's just like, so healing just to be there, you know, and I know Jen built this place as a place to people, for people to come immerse themselves in the beauty of the earth and heal and create space, which we all need so much in our lives right now, to be able to uh, interface with this world and find our way home to ourselves over and over again, which I think is what Jen is up to. Um, It's just a piece of heaven. And um, what she's brought to it and evolved it is, is just magical. It was for me, and it still is every time I go back. But that first time was just um, really touched my heart. And I just felt like I'd been given a little gift which is why I keep um, coming back. And then, so where I was right by the river and, and uh, just such such a beautiful place. And then one day on the trail I got, because you just check yourself in, it really, it's so beautiful and that you can just be if you just want to be. And you meet, might occasionally meet someone along the way or you can, as we'll talk later, get involved with the many workshops and offerings that are there. But there's a yoga studio. It's the first echo Friendly retreat is my understanding. Center that was certified, and what I'll let Jen speak to how that evolved, however much she wants to share that, because I know it's been an incredible journey of love for her. Um, And I, from reading about, you can read a lot about it on on her website. But at some point, I met Jen on the path, which was just this like Earth Mama that is just so incredibly beautiful and strong and um she just brings obviously her heart is reflected throughout what has evolved there and um so yeah that was my beginnings of understanding about nurture through nature and how i met jen and then the more i read about her um and got to know her a little bit the more i just wanted to share what how she's just as from my perspective really walking very authentically through life, like living her truth. And it's not a straight line, right? Like <laughs> things come in and I've seen her uh, through her stories that she's shared on her blog um, and on the website, she's kind of uh, flowed with that. So I'm so curious about her journey and how she's continued to evolve and share um, both her retreat site which is really a venue now for other people to come to and share different workshops she has this container of beauty that she shares for people to come and do um, their magic and offer just the um, the healing that exists just in that space and she's also many other things um, she has a spirals of well-being coaching business and i think she's going to talk more about that as she's um, focusing more on that, but she's a holistic life coach. She's a certified facilitator of Byron Katie's work, and she's a happy yoga teacher and a Qigong teacher, and so much more. As she says, a student, a teacher, a um, cultivator of authentic living is what I would say. But welcome, Jan! After that little emotional spill, thank you, spill. <laughs> exactly. thank you so much. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Um, as you're sitting outside your, what do you call that main? Are you outside the yoga studio there?
0: I'm outside the cabin I live in. It's called the Pioneer Cabin.
1: Oh, your cabin. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jan, you live right on the land. Yes. Yeah. So I know um, one of the things I think that I was curious about initially in your journey, having been someone that's still a little bit into our Western medical system was I was interested to hear how you started out that way as a physical therapist, I believe, um, and transitioned to the work you're doing. So wherever you want to start your journey and whatever you want to share today, I know we'll all benefit, but maybe that would be a good place to start. I don't know. You tell me. Sure. Um, I was actually an athletic trainer at a okay. university.
0: Um, okay. I went to graduate school for that. So I was very much into the health sciences. And um, athletics and competition and performance. And I, I walked that um, throughout undergrad and then got very interested in, in the health care of people that got hurt mm-hmm. and dedicated my um, further training to that. And it was a very rewarding thing to do is to, you know, help keep college age students well in their bodies. And uh, it was very, very satisfying and traumatic because when they had it taken away, if they had a catastrophic injury Mm. or they, if they were eliminated from their college athletics, they were devastated. They didn't even know who they were anymore. And that's when it prompted something in me like, wow, there's so much more to wellness than healthy bodies. And it was like, um, I ended up getting a couch in my office and my boss used to call me Dr. Feelgood and <laughs> people were just coming in and hanging out. And, and I was just trying to like be available and listen yeah. and an advocate. And especially for the young women and people were confiding in me that were dealing with sexual assault or addiction. It was mm-hmm. like, and just the depression of losing their or being injured and dealing with, being on the bench, being forgotten. So mm-hmm. it, it, it eventually launched me into after 10 years, I was like, I want more. I want mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. I want uh, to work with people in a whole kind of a way, an integrative mm-hmm. way and get outside, less competition, more holistic, um, nurturing, cultivating, mental yeah. peace. Because mm-hmm. I was around so much disturbance.
1: Yeah. Were you in addiction? Yeah. Interesting. Cause this was in the nineties or when was mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that level, I mean, addiction around, can you speak to that a little more? Was that from a working within a college or yeah. just yeah, general? Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: just the social acceptance of binge drinking. Yeah. Eating disorders were prevalent. Body yeah. image
1: stuff was huge.
0: Um, whatever yeah. goes along with binge drinking a lot of things can happen and yeah yeah
1: and people came and opened up to you about about that it sounds like
0: well it was apparent what was happening for them and so I was an ear and yeah and an advocate and uh, kind of a liaison between them and staff other staff
1: mm. p-
0: pretty uh, male dominated coaching staff at that time yeah yeah so and I taught and I had interns and I really loved it. And I just heard this voice and it started to get louder and louder. And I knew I had to leave and I knew I needed to do something outside with women um, that was more earth centered, spiritual, still movement, but yet nature and uh, connecting with the elements.
1: Did you come from that? Like what? I- like deep connection to nature, you already had that.
0: Yes, I grew up uh, very wild and free. My okay. parents were older when they had me, and I was the last of nine, so I had very little supervision, and I'm <laughs> so deeply grateful for oh, that. Nice, and it was a gift. So mm. I grew up at our family camp, um, mostly barefoot, mostly in my bathing suit, from mm. the day school got out till the day before we went back, and it. it was ah, uh, it was, it totally shaped me. Mm. And my mother was a devout catholic and uh she delved in spirituality along with she got pretty orthodox pretty dogmatic too so we kind of battled a little bit but we found our way with it yeah. and yeah. ultimately she was just a very faithful spiritual funny fun role model for me mm-hmm. extremely dedicated to that aspect of life mm-hmm. spiritual right. wellness so yeah. i
1: had that you know yeah
0: planted, Mm -hmm.
1: that's a seed that's pretty deeply planted. I I would say so. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's there. I always say we come in as these light beings, but we seem to forget, you know, no matter what venue you want to look at your spirituality through. I feel like it's such a peeling back. Um, It's just a mystery to me. You know, this whole human journey is really, (laughs) yes, Uh, (laughs) but when we, when we develop tools and we learn on our journey, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what I feel like then we can, We get our light shining a little and then we see where we can shine it um, towards others and, you know, just share. Right. Which I feel like is is what you've done. So you left that work and then did you immediately um, come back to Maine or were you already in Maine?
0: I was in Maine and I I got prepared to, to start my own business, to start Nurture Through Nature that last year. And I got a mentor and I got some trainings and. Took some classes in outdoor education, outdoor um, emergency medical stuff, and main guides, license, and yoga. Mm. And um, I found I, I think I said I found a mentor, Ray Rietze, who
1: mm-hmm. taught
0: me how to get still. And yeah,
1: was that new for you?
0: Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it was a battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it took me a long while to get still. And, yeah, and, uh, I still have a lot of movement and. I, I've come to see it as part of my makeup yeah. and I do appreciate tons of solitude and stillness and noticing, making space for noticing yeah. and letting um, inspiration come in, trying to live a life guided by inspired decisions, movement, action, paying attention.
1: I like that. Inspired versus intentional is sort of what's coming to me. And I, I do feel like that, like such a visionary that you are, or, um, you know, you continue to grow, right. There's nothing stagnant about you. Um, as far as I know you anyway, and from what I've heard, but I'm already really curious at such a young age and early in your career, how you said you just felt it, or you heard it. And as far as it's time to leave, and this is what you need to leave and do. And, like, did you just visualize nurture through nature? Did it just evolve out of putting all these pieces together? Or is this I something meditation?
0: It. I didn't yeah. visualize it. The vision came in. It was really weird. It was unexpected and it was pivotal. And I, I never lost sight of it. It was very general in the sense of like, I saw people coming and I saw um, the forest and I saw stone walls and I saw water and I saw a view and Uh, just people coming and then getting what they need and leaving. Mm. And I asked um, different people if they wanted to do that with me and um, did some exploration and it became apparent that it was for me to do because nobody was where I was. It was the dream that came to me. And so I did it. I just did it. And it was a huge leap of faith to quit what I knew against the approval of my mother at the time. And, And, um, I was kind of little, you know, I was in my (laughs) early thirties and I'm like, I'm doing
1: this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it Um, seems to me when I read your story that a lot of people came. maybe no one went into partnership with you, but it seems a lot of people came to help. Yeah. Yeah. They just showed up to help build, build.
0: Yep. I got a lot of help. Oh my God. I could never take credit for this. There's no way. Yeah. It was it was a vision and it was steady movement and a commitment and it's almost such a tunnel vision, you know.
1: <laughs> but yeah. more focus, focus. You were focused. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you always hear of this idea that like don't over like you know the idea of pushing versus being pulled towards something and that balance and that if you just hold space for whatever it is, it it will come and not without effort. Clearly you put a lot of effort into this, but I don't know. I just think it's a really beautiful dream that has come to fruition. That I, I, I like. It's a, also a big beacon of hope to me for people that aspire to do things that maybe don't align with what everyone in their life thinks they should be doing. But if yeah. you have a calling that strong, anyone that in the community that's listening, as as Jen, like if you have that kind of clarity, like just you need to go for it. Like you know, that's something I feel like if you don't. Um, if you're not able to, it's going to kind of grab you for a long time, you know? And I, you'll get,
0: I think you'll get sick. I think you'll get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One way or another, mental, emotional, physical. Yeah. Pick it. Right.
1: So if our- And I think what, what
0: I hear from people is they get caught up in their heads about things. They have these amazing ideas and dreams and then they get afraid. And then they get into the how and the planning and the logistics and they scare themselves out of it. Mm. And then they go into the safety zone of what they know. But nothing safe, nothing certain ever. And Mm. I'd much rather um, be at an edge and be in uncertainty than live a generic, careful, calculated, boxy kind of life, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, Thank you for taking that risk (laughs) and building what you built. Um, When I was also looking through some of your writings, you're a beautiful writer. And um, I know you have um, some blog and different writing on your website. I know you've done some writing for maybe a paper. I remember seeing some articles and things. So you're, you're obviously a writer and you've shared that gift too. Um but one of the things you wrote about was in the beginning which I feel like maybe you didn't have buildings up on your land yet that you just had you'd take people on canoe trips. You said like a group of women came in a, in canoes. You had some obviously you were earlier in um all this knowledge around self-care and well-being but still enough to share some but you were saying like but then the earth and their hearts really then did the rest of the work and you watched this beautiful transformation and maybe you can talk a little bit about that what those those canoe trips were like or what that was like
0: yeah um to be out in the elements for seven or so days everyone's Mm -hmm. out of their comfort zone i Mm -hmm. was too and (laughs) i was brand new and uh with from my mentor and and personal development work that I was doing I I shared everything that I knew at that time and Mm -hmm. it was enough and Mm -hmm. because what took over was the beauty of what we were in and the empowerment that was happening the sisterhood that was being created Mm -hmm. and everybody just so real and raw and vulnerable and authentically themselves and holding each other that it was like magic what happened Mm -hmm. and I started to see that I had very, very little to do with it, except creating a, a safe container and a little bit of structure. Just people flail. If there's not
1: a yeah. little something,
0: yeah. a little something to hold them. So there would be just enough and paying attention to what was enough, mm-hmm. what was too much and mm-hmm. what would drive me to do that. What was too little. So just find, keep finding the sweet spot day by day yeah. on that. And, and watch what unfolded and witness it, bear witness. We all bore witness to each other's Mm. change, letting go healing. It was beautiful. And it was like after that first retreat, which happened in Northwestern Maine, um, in my old stomping grounds where I grew up. Okay. Just on a big lake in the Rangeley area and gorgeous country. And, um, after that first retreat, I, I just never looked back. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. that, I think that's when the vocation was born after
1: mm-hmm. trying
0: it. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you never know, right. Till you take oh. that. I mean, which I'm sure I would have been so nervous um, doing that, especially that was a while ago too. And I feel like there's a lot more of it happening now, but um I think you were probably on the edge of creating something very new for, for your region anyway. I mean, not that retreats are women. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, um, you know, you're just a warrior woman anyway. And I know like I, I too, when I hold space for people there, you know, there is an element of like, what am I bringing to the table and how can I hold, how can I be enough? And I love, um, whenever I can remember, I'm just a vessel <laughs> right? That I'm holding space for and that for others to find their way back to themselves to heal. Yes. And, and then you immerse that in nature. And, you know, I, I, I just, I guess I'm emphasizing it because I think it holds people back from thinking, oh, once I do this, this, and this, then I can do that um, to maybe just test it and see what happens now.
0: Yeah. Start with what you know, what you love and start yeah. small. Just yeah. lead a class.
1: So some of what a lot of healers come to that offer as you do um, different services, it's our journey in life that has helped us to reach out and find tools to be well and resilient, right? And um, mm-hmm. other than having this deep passion, were you also um, accessing some resiliency tools or you know was your journey have some rocky spots that you reached out to try to find your way back to yourself and not be so pulled by the external world yeah
0: I think what we 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 always offer what we need and Mm. and I uh I mean I don't know if I can say always at least for me it's like it was so healing to wow like to be in alignment with what I'm offering, that means I have to walk the talk and walking the talk serves my, Mm -hmm. my, uh, awakening to wake up to my patterns, my asleepness, um, my ignorance, um, ancestral things, stuff that I've, that have been blocked me in my life. Always Mm -hmm. humbled by that. And, um, I think, The biggest thing was like this uncomfortableness with any extended solitude and stillness. That's Mm. what I was uncomfortable with. Mm. And it was like significant. So breakthroughs were needed. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: as I worked with Ray and as I did my practices, my homework stuff started to shift and I started to be way more comfortable. And I am an introvert doing extroverted things and Mm -hmm. do need to fill my cup like that would be right and so that is needed and right mm-hmm. not to isolate just to like make space to not engage with other humans yeah so it was essential for my healing my well-being to yeah. be comfortable by myself in stillness right.
1: i think so many people are uncomfortable with that and fearful of that yes yeah yeah um, and and I, I think one of the reasons why coming to your place is very nurturing, right? Because you're, because it's this whole like wrap around at so many levels. So it gives people maybe the courage to do that, but it's hard. And so what, can you talk more about the gifts of what happens when you allow that stillness? Whether it's through meditation or just being like for you personally, is that a place where you talked about healing Um, as it, as it it, like for me, what, what happens? Yeah, I guess, you know, like for, I, I will say when I come into stillness, sometimes my busy brain is trying to figure everything out, allows myself to slow down and remember the intelligence of my body. And I, at times, not always, but at times the answers sort of present themselves or the clarity presents itself. And I guess I'm just, you know, I'm really trying to understand how you've lived your vision so um, intimately, because it's, it's a very beautiful thing. And I think it's something a lot of people would like to understand. So how do you, I'm trying to really understand, is it in that stillness that you would, you would really hear yourself getting the messages? Or were you just like going around your day and it was like, yeah, you shouldn't be here. Like, is it your, where were you talking from? Your head, your heart, your body, or I don't know if you can speak to that or if I'm just going down a road of curiosity that <laughs> or maybe it leads into your, your work that you're now doing as a coach and some of the, the Byron um, Katie work. Mm. Um, so if I feel stress, if I feel
0: not aligned, if I don't feel my, like I'm my, myself, if I feel resentful or burdened or not energetic
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know I'm out of balance. Okay. So I'm going to up my game for self-care. And that mm-hmm. looks like getting my ass in a canoe and getting out under the sky on the water and just get some space. Mm-hmm. And it's very meditative for me. Uh, get in the water. Mm-hmm. Walk barefoot somewhere, anywhere. Do Qigong on a big boulder or on the earth. Mm-hmm. Sit. It's still those are the things I do sometimes I dance sometimes I hula hoop mm-hmm. <laughs> it's whatever like kind of move whatever's trying to come up and out or stuck in me mm-hmm. and sometimes I do the work I, I identify what thought is causing me this disturbance and I question it and it, it, I turn it around and it opens my perspective and I come out of victimhood or strong emotion mm-hmm. and I come more into responsibility, clarity, peace. And now I can take some, like, say, action step that's mm-hmm. energized and clearer and kinder and also discerning when to do something and when not to do something as far as action goes. Don't know if I'm answering
1: your question. Yeah, absolutely. No, I okay. think that's really, really helpful. Um. Yeah, I think that was uh, really what I was looking for. I also wonder if you can speak a little bit for people that don't know about Byron Kelly's the work, Katie. Rather, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah.
0: Um, it's it's where you identify a stressful belief. Whenever you have a thought that you think often enough, it becomes a belief. It becomes a truth and if there's an associated stressful reaction to it th- that's what you look at in question you try to distill it down like someone i was working with this morning her belief she after we talked for a while she realized she wanted her coworkers approval i need their approval and the tag at the end of that is in order to be happy, I need their approval. And then you, you look at that belief and you look at that situation and how you play that out when you think you need someone's approval, how you show up, how you treat them, how you treat yourself, how you basically become a prostitute and an actor to get someone's approval. Mm-hmm. And then you look at who you'd be in that work situation without the belief, I need their approval. You really go there. Like, what would that be like? Mm -hmm. Who would I be as a supervisor, a manager without thinking I need anyone's approval? Mm -hmm. And she said, I'd be back in my business. I'd be doing my job. I'd be easier to get along with, less annoyed, less controlling. I'd leave earlier thinking I don't have to do everyone's job for them. Mm -hmm. So I'd have time in my garden, time with my family. Mm -hmm. And then you turn it around. I need their approval. I need my approval. And you get real examples about how That's the ticket in that situation. And you either could find ways you do approve of you or ways that you don't and look closely at that and make that right. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you need to fix your integrity a little bit. Maybe you need to take better care of yourself. Maybe you're living a lie somewhere, or maybe you're missing how beautiful you are. You're talking a lot of self-loathing, critical thinking. That's like when I approve of me, I let you, Mary, approve of who you approve of. If mm-hmm. you don't approve of me, as long as I do, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And also me approving of you, which is the other turnaround. Mm-hmm. I need to approve of the people I work with. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's my nature to find what I appreciate in them. And if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, thinking they're stupid or if I'm impatient with them, I'm not approving of, approving of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the other one is um, I need. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't need them to approve of me. Wait, the belief was I need their approval. I don't need their approval. Mm-hmm. That's the turnaround. I need their approval. I need my approval. Mm. I need their approval. No, they need my approval. So that's, that's yeah. the short version of what it is. You, you find a situation and you find the stressful thought you question it. There's four questions you turn it around and find examples. And she's like, wow. You know, in 20 minutes, she's like, what just happened? And it it hit a nerve. Like she cried. She's like, oh my God, I don't even, I can barely find things I like about myself. There's a problem here. Like I need to, you know.
1: That's powerful. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think, I mean, you must see that a lot in your work. Um, You know, that idea of, um, you know, putting our oxygen masks on first or really that self, it's self love, right? And self care. Um, and you know, I know a lot of us and I'm going to put myself in that containers probably spent the first, whew, I don't know, 40 years of my life, probably f- like building my life based on the external world and what they needed to see from me and how they needed me to show up. And it wasn't until I got to a point that I had built like the recipe, like all the ingredients for the recipe of happiness to sort of arrive in this beautiful house we'd built one day home alone going like gosh, I should be happy. And I'm not like I did that. I did all the things, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yes. And so then it was for me, it's just been this journey back into, and I found mindfulness at that time. And it's been this journey. And I also was working in a healthcare system that I knew was incredibly broken. Um, so yeah, it was kind of this journey inward and it's, it's work that never ends really because it's like such a deep conditioning. Mm-hmm you know, to be able to um, know really what you're doing, how you're showing up for yourself versus meeting the needs of everyone around you, right? Which it's, it's a balancing act anyway, but um, this work, the work you're doing, I guess, kind of, it's probably brand new, the idea for a lot of people to think of it from their lens instead of what others need of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah A lot of
0: women have a lot of resentment because they take on a lot of responsibility yeah. that was not necessarily asked of them. And that's mm. who usually ends up here on retreat. They're mm. hyper-responsible. And I see that as disempowering to the people around them
1: mm. and
0: exhausting for the women. Mm. They forget who they are.
1: Yeah.
0: End up presenting their beloved people.
1: Yeah. 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 I was reading, um, I probably won't say it quite right, but I study Bhakti Yoga. And I was reading one of the texts, sacred texts, and they were uh, and it was basically like um, you know, trying to get this individual to make his his um practice a priority and his journey home to himself and his devotion to the supreme or you know, that himself, right? And he'd be like, I can't now. No, I'm busy. I'm taking care of the, you know, I'm, I have to work so I can provide for my family. And, you know, this went on and on and on. And then he, he actually died that lifetime and he came back as a dog and he, and they'd be and this guru was like, now, can you come now and do the work? And he's like, no, no, I'm too busy protecting my family. You know, I have to protect the family. And then that dog died. And then this came back as a snake. And then he was like, now and he's like no I have to keep all these bad you know he was still protecting everybody else and so it was to me it like really hit home because I am always like I have so many people I care for in my life and I have to continue to give myself permission to to do what I need to for my own well-being and to continue to evolve my soul um so and sometimes I think um you know but I I have I have to right and then to hear this story made me think oh Yeah, it was just another reminder to to any of you out there (laughs) that feel, and I do, I carry it right under my skin is a lot of sadness and a lot of resentment and Mm -hmm. anger, you know, and it just uh, lives there. And I continue to find ways to be with it. Um, But this this thinking mind, these ideas, these thoughts that become our reality, um, I love it when there's people that can come forward and tell us no, and you can create that and you have the power to do that. Um, and create your own story in your own life. So,
0: Yeah, like you could write your resentments down. I resent blank because they blank. And those, those sentences, those concepts, those beliefs that lead to resentment could yeah. be questioned. Yeah. And you can begin to set yourself free of those yeah. resentments. And you get yourself back in that person sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm sure you've like touched a lot of lives with that work and And just holding uh, space with all the tools, like it's not ever just one thing, right? Because then once that person you were working with today opened that up, now she's got to find her way to dust up the mirror of her heart, right? Um, To find her way back to her true self, right?
0: Yeah, to the way she approves of herself and the way she still judges herself. Yeah you said one thing that I found interesting, um, like a story of the future, you like the work never ends. And Mm. that belief sounds exhausting to me. And, (laughs) and I want to say, well, what about when we laugh or what about Mm. when we're enjoying music or, you know, doing something we love, there's no work then like, what if we're really here to feel good and we do these things to feel good. And then we feel good until we don't. And then we do our things again to feel good. And I think the the, the, Feeling well can be um, enhanced more and more and more. And then yes. if we feel off, well, time to do some work.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I, I do like to equate it to sort of riding the waves. Right? They don't yes. ever stop, but we just like find those ways to be be with them and and not grasp on to the highs or the lows. Just know they're going to come and they're going to go. But let's just—I love that. Thank you for the reminder of just embracing them for what they they are and i was actually just listening to one a tara brock's podcast i don't know if you're familiar with her but mm-hmm. she was just talking about like interfacing with contentment and just noticing in your day those deep content moments you know yes. because they are there like yes right it's like yeah. what are we focusing on yeah so Let's i focus love, on
0: what's working focus yeah. on what we appreciate
1: more yeah. and more yeah I love it. I I guess I say it's work because I talk to a lot of people about this, you know, this negativity bias that is in all of us, just in a way of saying it's there for a reason. It was a survival mechanism. at one point in time, right. To scan for negativity, make sure we were safe out in the wilds. Right. But when now we've sort of, we've sort of fine tuned it in this modern world, you know, all our basic needs are pretty much met for most people. Um, And so we're kind of like turning a lot of it into um, it's unnecessary. So I think just raising this awareness that it's there and then flipping it on its heels uh, through some of this work, or I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but inquiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which you actually talked about this inquiry based stress reduction um, that you did in some prison systems. Is that true? And are in a prison system? Is that where you did that work? Yeah, I'm doing that work um,
0: in the main main, uh, women's, Section in Wyndham. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that similar inquiry based stress reduction? Is it similar work?
0: Yeah, we do, we meditate and we do Qigong and we do the work of Byron Katie. We pack it into like an hour and a half workshop retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get them to um, give themselves that time to be on retreat, you know, to forget where they are for a moment. Yeah. And give them some tools since they have time to get clear and they are clean and sober. And so few of us are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, many of them are uh, quite hungry and on their knees and backs Mm. against the wall. Many of them are moms and I have a lot of respect for their journey and um, the shame and the stigma they live with in their family systems and their, their capacity to survive and get along. In some ways it's like a very wild sorority in there. You know, they, they look out for each other. They, there's mentors with amongst each other, there's young women coming in, there's women in there forever and Mm -hmm. grandmother energy, you know, wow, it's a trip. And, um, they're close. I can't get in right
1: now. They're having a little
0: outbreak, but, um, it got canceled for a couple of weeks, but I think I can go next week. It's, they're okay. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's with awesome. the COVID situation. Yeah. I love, I love that you're doing that. Thank you for all of us. Cause that's, I know my daughter's been incarcerated and it kind of is a nice window to think about someone like you <laughs> coming in to plant some seeds of hope. And uh, yeah. Do you do visualizations around? Um, I mean, do you try, do you do visualizations to try to get them to transport themselves a little bit to somewhere else? Do that work I don't or? do
0: that. It's, it's, um, I haven't thought of that. There this, The distraction rate is so high mm. and we're in a glass room and there's a lot of outside noise. So it's really like, can they, can you breathe? Can you just, yeah. can you deepen that? Can you get comfortable in your own skin? I'm more about embodying at yeah. this phase. If I did a series with the same people, but I, it's always new, a new group. Mm -hmm. like if I then I would do that but I to start it's like I mean I negotiate with them what do you think you want to try it for seven minutes yeah you want to go nine yeah what do you think I'll time it I'll prompt you I'll ring the bell like and they buy in and then first can they get still which is Mm -hmm. huge Huge. and I can say that for my my path it was torture and for for them and I don't mean to say they and them, like I'm not trying to make blanket statements. Everybody's got their experience and what happened, and I don't know what happened. It just seems to be a pattern that there is a lot of trauma. Yeah. So there's a lot of fear in even closing mm-hmm. their eyes and mm-hmm. um, knowing what exists below their collarbones mm-hmm. is there's a big disconnect. Mm-hmm. So I'm more like get in the body, feel mm-hmm. your life force energy through a little bit of qigong, feel your feet on the floor and then they can feel their energy after a very few minutes and they're like what's that that feels so cool oh. <laughs> you know and then they can get still a little bit we do the meditation pre and post the qigong like okay and they feel you know they feel one way to start and then they feel another way after and then we do the self inquiry meditation which is the work okay we all land on a universal belief something like they shouldn't be that way mm. and they pick their they and they pick mm-hmm. way and then we do the work all together oh, on that. that. Is it true they shouldn't be that way? And you go through, and you absolutely know it's true. How do you react when you believe that? Who would you be without the thought? They shouldn't be that way. Turn it around. I shouldn't be that way. Mm. And you own it, How you're the same. You hold up the mirror. I and then you that. have em- then you develop empathy. They should be that way. Look at what they're thinking and believing. and you mm-hmm. you you develop some understanding, like, of course they're that way. Or how is that benefiting me that they're that way? Mm.
1: I love that. Wow. That's powerful. And then work. we sing. And, and then they, they actually, sing.
0: Yes, we sing. And they they think it's corny and it is. And they love it. I think. It? I don't know. We all laugh.
1: We laugh. <laughs> we laugh and that's all that matters. <laughs> is it like chanting or just singing? Yeah. It's yeah. chanting. It's a yeah, nice. chant. Yeah. Nice. I love that. <laughs> and then you've got the vibration of that. That's healing at a level that nobody even knows. So that's all beautiful. The trans- they, I got
0: them to let me let music in, which was kind of a big deal to bring a speaker and music in, Um contraband. And they're like, "Do you have any Enya?" they were always asking for Enya. <laughs> you guys are so trapped in the nineties. And I found out it's because when they use the phone system, that's the waiting sound when oh, they're is on that hold. Right? It's Enya. That's so too funny.
1: They're all about Enya. I'm that's like, man, I thing. don't
0: know if I have her anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What um, Jen? Can you talk a little bit about Qigong and what is it? It's a movement.
0: It's China's version of yoga, and it's like giving yourself acupuncture, Mm. but it's through like massage and tapping and knocking and repetitive movement Mm. patterns. Um, It's a healing art. It's not a martial art. Okay. And it's gentle, flowing movements that mirror the meridians in our body, the the rivers of energy, and. I love how it's so integrated with the elements and the seasons and yes. colors and sounds and emotions. It's all in there. Mm-hmm. It's a vast uh, school of thought that I'm just tapping into. And I learn uh, so much every week about it. Yeah. And it's it's, it's an endless trip. I really enjoy how it feels. And uh, yeah. I love teaching it.
1: I love that. I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was more of a martial art. And no, uh,
0: that's not at beautiful. all.
1: It's part I of their a wellness lo- plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I'd like to learn more about that. I've done a lot of Yin and Teaching Yoga using the meridian lines.
0: Excellent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and do And I definitely through my. I'm a healing touch practitioner also, but have studied um, a lot of energy healing with the tapping, and that's really powerful. I just feel like the more tools. You know, we can expose people to, and ourselves. Um, you know, then everyone can find what works for them. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yoga
0: is not for everyone. Yoga is amazing, and it, and it doesn't work for every everybody. Mm-hmm. And this no. seems to be a bit more accessible because you can do it from a chair or standing, and it's oh. very gentle, gentle but vigorous.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna check. I know you have some online classes, right? Yeah. Every Wednesday morning I teach yeah. at eight 30. I'd love to experience that. I'm going to check it out. I'm working now at a recovery center in Stowe, Vermont called sauna. Nice. I just started as their wellness director. So it Ooh. incorporates anything, any wrap around to their recovery around there's massage, acupuncture. I do meditation, yoga, mindfulness, healing touch, but I, a lot of people come in and they're like, no, I can't do yoga. And I'm like, well, it's just all you got to do is breathe, and you're doing yoga, actually. So, yeah, <laughs> how about we yeah. do that. Um, but <laughs> I would love to explore this as another, especially when people first detox. It's such a vulnerable place. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And it is that whole idea of like inviting people back into their bodies, which is really scary for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whether in recovery from substances or just life or just, you know, being human on this journey. Yep. And
0: people coming back in touch with their minds is scary too. It's hmm. in their emotions, you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot. It's very confrontational sometimes, yeah. except for those moments when it isn't. So yeah, lots of, we're so lucky we have access to so many tools.
1: I know. And so many wow. ways of sharing now, which I think makes it, Yeah. which gives me hope, you know, in a broader sense of the ability for us to heal collectively you know, and try to move forward in a way that um, is a little less indulgent and a little more appreciative of all mm-hmm. that we have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know so many people use nature as their way of grounding and healing, you know, and I feel very much gifted that I, I live in Vermont, you know, not a lot different than Maine and I have lots of land around me. And I, I have that ability to get out there and let the world fall away um and so and again you have that container that invites people to come and have that experience if they're not able to do that and sometimes i mean i just think we really need guidance right now even though people have the tools and knowledge I mean, a lot of us need our hands held to get ourselves you know moving in that direction and and so that brings me like to to your um spirals of well-being coaching which you're focusing, tell you know, so like up to date, as you've been doing your nurture through nature, you've been teaching and growing and sharing and um, tell me how your journey is at this point. Like you said to me when I was up there recently that you're, you're really looking at the center more as a venue for people to come in and share and hold their own retreats yes. on top of what you do there. And you're focusing yep. a little more on your work, but
0: it's been very satisfying to see who comes here and then like for leaders in their profession with sharing their passion and then having folks come and uh, come in one way and leave it another way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's been really amazing to be a host, to be a leader and also to, or I'll say facilitator Mm. and separately to be a host. Mm. And well, here's the radical thing that I'm going to share that Oh, I'm scared to share. Um, Scared. Uh, So uh, I've come to see, I'm I'm getting another voice and I'm listening. I'm listening now. I'm really listening, which is right. (laughs) And I'm practiced at that. So I am ready to hand the torch over to someone or a group of someone's to have this place, to have this be their baby, like grow it. Wow. grow it. Wow! And I'm, I am making it available. I am. That's happening this week. Wow! That's am, pretty big. I'm, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fledging the nest. And I'm getting guidance to move to to a more populated area and to work with women in their 20s and perhaps 30s and develop a mentorship school program to help young women to help themselves to find their inner compass Mm. and some tools to stay true to themselves. I still want to be affiliated if the next people will have me Mm. or I would... my my dream my this would be my legacy and the gift of the universe if it's meant to be that it gets in the right hands to carry on some semblance of this mission of healing arts earth centered space for people to come and do their personal work in a area in a in a, in a way that doesn't have a lot of impact that's simple clean and green and Mm -hmm. they're supported so I want this transition to be seamless and get it in the right hands so potentially when I say right I'm gonna we're gonna all find out what's right and me and my little brain is like wouldn't it be cool if it could stay a retreat
1: yeah that would be huge well, I wanted to say want a that. retreat. <laughs> I, I want to buy it. So <laughs> okay. can be part of the group.
0: <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> oh wow! And, and I would, I would still be like the founder, and I can plug in and offer a vision yeah. quest and come out and do workshops and and be a presence and help the next people. Uh, be uh, like to help it be seamless you yeah. know Yeah.
1: well I think you're putting it out there exactly as you you should and that too shall yeah. come your way I have no doubt about that at all
0: I would I be also, like ecstatic ecstatic to get like a young family or yeah. a young a young couple or a group of people or whoever yeah you know yeah. whoever
1: it does whoever take I'm sure a lot gets of it yeah it was meant to be right and it love- needs,
0: a you know, a new, a new, no, it doesn't need, but I would support a thousand percent. Um, it's new birthing, yeah. you know, it's new expansion into yeah. whatever realms are their passion.
1: I do love that idea of, of that, a young family. I love that you said that because um, that seems to really resonate i don't know Good. you know I, for Let's whatever that's worth 30. i can just imagine like this new energy which is really i, I don't know um anyway the right thing will yes. come Jen. and yeah i also just want to say what you're embarking on is also so needed right now i mean you're you're totally tapping into what is being called for right now as mm. we are as a as a society here anyway um empowering women, right. To, to redefine how we move through the world, to yes. be empowered, to stay true to who we are and get away from the patterning of the past. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's just amazing. And I'm so glad you're going to do that. You're like the perfect person to do that, um, oh, <laughs> to be you. part of that movement. Um, and it, I think, you know, it's work that as someone in her, in, I'm in my fifties Now really seeing and hearing and understanding gender more clearly. um, There's a lot there for us to also heal from and to feel Mm -hmm. empowered about and to figure out how to redirect or ride that wave um, when we've built our whole lives on it and realize some of it. Is just bullshit. Yes, <laughs> so much of it. So much of it. Um, and so I love that you're gonna sort of start to. Um, yeah, I think that the we the the people, the young women of that age, are the ones that are gonna really move the change um, in a sustainable way. And to have you as a leader or a mentor in that really beautiful. Well, thank
0: you, and I just can't even begin to put to words. How satisfying it's been to create this place and um, yeah, be able to bear witness like I have, and it's really become a thing and yeah.
1: destination.
0: And it was a huge weekend this weekend. Just I was standing back watching what was happening, and I was like, "What? Are you really gonna leave? Are you are you crazy?" Yeah. And it's like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go, yeah. and it's time for someone else to do this and and it's open arms like. It's turnkey. It's ready to go. We have a huge amount of momentum.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's just every it's, time I come, it's there's here. more. It totally yeah. so, is. For, for anyone out there, you just need to check it out. Whoever the right person is that may or may not be listening to this, but maybe it's somebody you tell about it. Um, this is just a gift. I can't, it, it's hard for me to imagine it without you, but I think what's happened is you've built the container, as you said, and it's already happening. People are coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And people are, are, are getting exactly what they need. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, your energy will always be there. I have a feeling you'll stay present in some capacity, as you have described. And I think that's incredibly important also to carry the vision that you've started forward. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, the, the base is set. And then the new people get to create
1: yes. and live
0: their dream. And they don't have to do all the grunt work that I did for 22 years.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I just feel like I do for anyone listening, like uh, regardless of, of what's happening with Jen and the transition, I really check this place out because I think so much of us are in need. So many of us are in need just to hit reset. And this is a place that you can go do that. Like I said, I mean, I started crying immediately when I started thinking about my first walk in there. Every even if I think of it, my heart just gets all busy in there, you know, <laughs> melty soft. <laughs> because um, there's something, you know, there's certain places. I also travel to Africa. There's a place I go there. It's in Bwindi. I am there and I nothing has to be said or done. I just am in that space and I mm-hmm. arrive back to myself. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what happens when I step. Into to nurture through nature and it's so, a
0: magical place it really really, it is. really it's a beautiful piece of the planet it, it's special mountainside yeah. brook it's the, the old trees it's it's beautiful it's so quiet here it is you know? it's people it's, need that want that a quiet yeah
1: and, and there's, there's all an immersion these little, that happens uh, they have like a meditation walk and all these little signs that say be here now or things just to bring you present when I was up there a few weeks ago, I went down to where there's a meditation spot and I, you know, people stack the rocks I don't. I think different people do it as they come. I don't think you've done all of that. Right. Right. And, um, but I went down in there and I, I walked along the river, but I just sat down and I looked up and there was just they were just scattered all along, all the way up through. And it just like it moved me to tears. Like mm. there's that all the people that came before me, you know, of, that they took the moments to do that and to share. And just you just feel this like deep interconnection to other that I think we're really longing for um, in this very siloed world that we often feel, find, uh, and feel we're living in. So, yes, well said. Yeah. So, anyone, um, check that out. Plus, I too am. I do want to hold a retreat myself there. Um, I've been talking and thinking about it, um, and that's going to happen. <laughs> so, anyone else, a healer out there that's listening that might want to hold hold a, a retreat, um, that's also an option. Weekends, yeah. We are
0: getting bookings into next
1: year. Next and year, we're just yeah. we're just we're we're full this year for groups yeah. coming in, and okay. just we're better we're get just, my spot for next summer if I'm going to do it. Then. We're
0: encouraging that yeah. to hold okay. your
1: hold your spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the new people coming in will be like the hosts of the whole new
1: flow, you know? Yeah. 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 So will you continue to, so do you want to talk about your current offerings with spirals of wellbeing coaching? I mean, I know you're moving towards, is that really who you're going to be working with or are you still working with women in general or and men or tell me?
0: Yeah, I, that's a piece I'm doing. That's, that's like, a focal point that I'm inspired, heard the voice of, and there's a need. And that feels exciting to me Mm -hmm. to create a school for, and it can be, I don't need a venue for that. It's going to be very simple. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's a seven month program. So that's one thing I'm doing, but then I also love teaching Qigong and I do that privately um, or through zoom. And then I do the work of Byron Katie with clients on the phone or zoom or in person and they can, you can have an immersion. You can come here and have an immersion or we can meet regularly. And it, it goes really well with, with, if you, if you're getting any kind of other healing art or therapy, or if you have a religion or whatever other practice you're up to, it's a good compliment Mm. to look at our thinking patterns, question them and open our minds to Mm. something else besides all this worrying and ruminating okay. and thoughts that cause depression and anxiety. Yeah. So you end up being more creative on the other side of it, more clear,
1: Absolutely.
0: more fearless.
1: Yeah. So I love
0: doing the work with people. I love Qigong. I love sharing. Oh, I do canoe coaching. I'm doing that. Um, when I move or here and um, you get in the front seat and we, I facilitate you and it's your own office and it's in a beautiful setting. You don't, we don't have to even face each other. Like, you're just facing the natural world, and you're supported. You're suspended and supported. You wow. know, it's that it's, so cool. It's awesome.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: It's, yeah. So I'm gonna just keep doing the things I love.
1: Yeah. And
0: and not own or manage or run
1: a, a retreat. Okay. Uh, there you go. Um, well, I mean, two years it is all. a long time, and mm-hmm. you know, and and it, even though I know that's changed and evolved a lot over that time, and you've done a lot of different things. I also have seen you step away. I saw you went to LA for a while and helped someone start their um, tree. I don't start their yoga studio, right? You, cause you yep. felt a calling to go help do that. And um, so I, I just think um, you're amazing. And I do love the trust you have in yourself to listen and to not have the fear and to just do the next right thing. And um, I think you're a great example to others to do that.
0: Oh, I have fear.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, you step just through the fear. <laughs> I do the work on it. Are you kidding? You do the work on it. Okay. <laughs> so if you all, if it, I mean, I, I love that because to me, the fear mm. sometimes feels like a stop. Nope. Right? Yeah. And, and I think you're encouraging lean in. It's a guidepost. What if it's a carrot? Mm. And this work that you do helps... Clarify to you whether it's a carrot or if it's the real deal.
0: Yes. And you look at what you think the worst case scenario is. The worst mm. thing that could happen is dot dot dot. And you make mm. your list and then you question those, those delusional, fearful thoughts of the future. Mm. And you get free of them. And then as they lift, you just take the next right step.
1: It's so easy. It is so easy. It's so simple. And hard. Like it doesn't else- mean it's it's like mindfulness like it's (laughs) simple but it's not easy (laughs) (laughs) but the the rewards are are vast you can live the life on your terms you don't look back and have regrets and yeah I mean maybe you do but at least you did what you thought was right in the moment not what others perhaps thought you should do
0: and looking closely at regrets to try to pull the lesson out of it to Mm -hmm to pull the, the the thing I was missing to even have regret. Like, what am I, why, why did I end up there? What, what happened there? What, what was I ignoring? Mm-hmm.
1: Do That's you have, on me. Yeah. Do you have for people sometimes, sometimes I do this with people. Like I have them like think back to like the 10 year old version of themselves in meditation to remember what even brought them joy, you know? And do you have, because sometimes people like even forget you get so busy and detached from your, who you are um, and what you enjoyed is that, do you have any suggestions for people that find themselves there? Like they know their life doesn't really align, but they're not really sure what does.
0: Yeah. To like an, an idea, what to do to find her again, Yeah, Yeah.
1: get, um, find a picture.
0: If you can find one of when you felt free, uh, like literally a picture mm. the last, like when you were little and if you can't find one, if you lost it in a fire or you don't have access, you can sketch it, draw some semblance of when you were free and, uh, meditate on that being, go back and get him or her, like hang out with him or her or them and see what they have, what they're trying to tell you. Cause they're still inside us. Mm. And just, uh, Create some space to either be facilitated or facilitate yourself to go to a safe zone in your head Mm -hmm. and reach out your hand and see what you're missing from that person that's inside you and then do that homework. You might get Mm -hmm. the one, like one thing to
1: do. You stop long enough to ask and it's all in there. It's all inside. Yeah, we do. We are such wise beings when it comes to that, when it comes to what we need to do to be well, right? And healthy. Yeah. And remember, like, we're all, I believe we're here for a reason. And it's kind of our job to continue to figure out what that is. And if we choose to not, then, you know, life will keep presenting us opportunities to listen. And let's not wait for it to get to a health opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes they come, (laughs) sometimes our lessons come hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Thank you. I think this is like, you've shared a lot. That's like really, I think, going to help a lot of people. Uh, pause and inquire. And um, I know I'm going to look a little more into some of those tools that you've mentioned because I think that they are powerful. And I haven't visited that a lot. Someone gave me some of her like daily cards that I look at. You know, what's your positive? Do you practice positive affirmations? I feel like that's part of her work, or no?
0: Her work isn't affirmations. She's has thoughts about that. Like affirmations help in a moment. This is just from her. And I I kind of agree, like they they do make me feel better and more inspired in the moment. But then if if shit goes down, my underworld arises. Like if somebody leaves or somebody dies or my car gets towed, or then the whole other thing overruns the affirmation. My underworld reveals itself. So they they help to a degree at yeah. a certain time and place but if mm. if the storm comes up i i look at i write the storm you write it down and then you question it
1: mm. so
0: but i'm i'm all for affirmations in the way of positive thinking rewiring yeah okay. like that's part of everything yeah writing down what's working in my life making uh, you know like one of my daily practices is what i appreciate mm. filling up a page of what do i appreciate right now and get it in writing every love single that. day. Love and if that. something's pulling me from my center, I do the work on it mm. and I meditate and I do Qigong and that's my medicine.
1: I love that. Well, that just answered my last question, which was around how do you stay resilient in your daily practices? So that's, I love that. And you've shared so much about like how you step out. Oh, it just started raining really hard here. <laughs> um, Jen, you are such a gift. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and spending this time with me. If there is, do you have one, like, is there one little last nugget of anything you'd like to share or anything you'd like to share that we haven't talked about?
0: Follow your heart. Trust, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Follow your heart. If you're out of touch with that, find ways to get in touch with your heart and your gut. Period. Full stop. The sooner the better. Hurry up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah one precious life here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. So people can find you at Nurture Through Nature. Your link to your coaching is on there. Is there another? Is that really how people should find you? And we'll have links below. Yep.
0: Yep. At this time, ntnretreats.com. And my coaching practice is there. And and everything about the retreat and what we have offering here and what I offer is all right there. All
1: right.
0: Thanks, Mary. Thanks for sharing um, these types of conversations in the world. It's it's valuable.
1: Well, it's a gift to me. I get to meet fabulous people and share it. You know, I feel like our stories are powerful. And, you know, by you sharing yours, me sharing mine, other people out there are like, I'm not alone, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're fabulous. You're fabulous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jen. Take care. Okay. Okay. All right that was such a great episode to end our healer series with we're going to move on and i have a couple of things to share one is this idea of capacity that christine o'neill one of our healers that was on our burnout coach uh, been doing a little work with her and the reality check of the capacity that we each have there's just 24 hours in a day right i know i often push the envelope on that and it catches up with me And because I have started a few new things in my life right now, I've realized that my capacity might be stretched a little bit. So I'm going to begin for the next few months just to share two episodes a month. So I'm going to be going to every other week just for a little bit to catch my breath here. And those episodes are going to be more interviews with people like myself, raising children of family or friends that um, are struggling with addiction and also just some more of our recovery interviews with people in long-term recovery and what that story looks like so we can feel a little inspired and hopeful about that all right so that's what's coming up next thanks for um, holding space for me thanks for being here and i hope you find something to celebrate today remember the power of the plants and See what's going on around you that brings deep contentment and just notice that. See how that goes for you. All right, I love you guys. We'll see you next time.